Welcome to MRS Bulletin's Materials News Podcast, providing breakthrough news and interviews with researchers on hot topics including biomaterials, quantum materials, artificial intelligence, perovskites, and robotics. My name is Omar Fabian. There are innumerable ways to alter a material's properties. Work it, heat it, blast it with radiation, or mix it with other materials. But at the end of the day, for crystalline materials anyway, it all comes down to lattice structure, to the shape of the unit cell. That's the key to unlocking new macroscopic properties from the same old material. Chemical and physical metallurgy have done much to stretch the boundaries of the explorable materials universe in this way. Combining different elements into one material greater than the sum of its parts. There is, however, a limit to what this approach can achieve. Alloying can only take you so far. But some researchers are finding ways to forge even deeper into material space, all by putting a new twist on an old technique. We think we know silicon, but what is interesting is if you put 5% tension on silicon, or 5% shear, that become a different material. And in fact, we don't know those kind of strain the silicon very well. That's Professor Zhu Li, a professor of nuclear science and engineering at MIT, talking about elastic strain engineering. This field finds researchers literally pushing and pulling on materials to force new properties to emerge. In Professor Zhu Li's case, he and his group are looking to tweak the electronic band gap and band structure of semiconductors. These properties define how well materials like silicon and germanium shuttle electrons and absorb energy. Strain engineering itself isn't a new discipline. But what Professor Lee is talking about isn't the time-tested techniques used to sculpt the properties of bulk materials. This is not, you know, you, you take a piece of metal and you can bend it, you know, 30-50%. Those are plastic strain. The amount of elastic strain that a you know, conventional metal can sustain is really no more than 0.2 or 0.3%. But with nanomaterials, suddenly we can talk about more than 1% elastic strain, and not just near the defects or, or near some special locations, but in throughout the entire component that you're using. Going nano opens up new degrees of freedom for accessing band gaps that are otherwise off-limits. 1% strain, for example, is enough to bump silicon's band gap such that the material's electron mobility jumps by more than 50%. But at about 15% strain, you're able to wipe out silicon's band gap altogether, transforming it into a metal. It's pretty heady work, though. Strain is a nine-dimensional tensor, after all. So predicting how a nudge in any one direction will affect a material's band gap is extremely complicated and virtually impossible to visualize. That's where machine learning comes in. Professor Lee's team is using neural networks to learn the quickest, lowest energy pathways to get from a set of strain conditions to different band gap energies in materials like silicon and diamond. What they found is that those pathways aren't as straightforward as traditional techniques have made them seem. Nature sort of throws a curveball. It turns out that if you want to make silicon a metal, in other words, reducing its band gap to zero, then 
the stream path you impose should not be a straight line. So perturbation theory doesn't work. The best way to make silicon in the least amount of energy to reduce its band gap is actually a pretty curved path. And so that's the sort of the, the power of machine learning. It's a fast acting model. You can do all kinds of uh, projections or visualizations that you simply cannot do on a point-by-point -point calculation. So it's a way to save the amount of calculation, and it's also a way to do good visualizations in, in high-dimensional space. That's powerful stuff. Imagine for a moment that a nano chunk of silicon is a tiny Rubik's Cube. What Professor Lee's AI approach is helping his group and other researchers do is to mine first principles materials data for the correct order of twists and turns needed to reach a desired band gap. It's an algorithm that pumps out the cheat sheet to solving the strain band gap puzzle for a material. Or other puzzles for that matter. You can also ask other questions like how do I improve its, let's say, thermoelectric figure of merit or how, what's the fastest way to make it have this kind of optical uh, signature. So the machine learned model uh, allows one to quickly answer those kind of, uh, of questions. In fact, we're thinking of developing a, a web form where we release all this kind of data as well as the machine learning model on top of it so that you can do this kind of QAs. <laughs> With those sets of instructions, researchers can build better lasers, faster transistors, and more energy-efficient photovoltaics. So this is kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland. There is suddenly a, a big space uh, that opens up. And that can be a little bit bewildering at the beginning because we're sort of looking at each other and say, you know, what is the first device we're going to design? It's quite a big space, and we feel that just on our own group, uh, our own power. We probably cannot exploit all, so we would really like the community to jump in and, and help in this effort of string engineering, because I think it's going to have long-term consequence on human civilization, just as much as chemical metallurgy uh, have. This work was published in a recent issue of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. My name is Omar Fabian from the Materials Research Society. For more news, log on to the MRS Bulletin website at mrsbulletin.org and follow us on Twitter at MRS Bulletin. Thank you for listening.